the 134th QuackCast. Before you listen, of course, you should run over to the Society for Science-Based Medicine and see what we have to offer over there. All sorts of goodies, but this one is called Urinary Tract Infections Cause Depression, The Director's Cut. As you may know, I am an infectious disease doctor. Urinary tract infections butter my bread, figuratively speaking. There is an enormous amount known about the pathophysiology of urinary tract infections, or UTIs. It is both a common and complex problem. But for all our knowledge, chronic and recurrent UTIs remain a vexing issue for the patient and the doctor. One reason people develop UTIs is not because of altered key along meridians, altered by needles stuck in the skin distant from the bladder. That would be ridiculous. I like to reason from basic principles. Given what we know about the anatomy, the physiology, and the microbiology of UTIs, how might acupuncture interfere with the development of a urinary tract infection? Would it prevent colonization of pathogenic E. coli? Prevent retrograde travel of bacteria up the urethra and into the bladder. Stop E. coli from binding to your epithelial cells. Have a bactericidal or bacteriostatic effect upon the bacteria. None of the above seem likely. To my mind, postulating any of the above as a potential mechanism for acupuncture as a preventative for UTIs would be ludicrous. And please, spare me your boosting the immune system, a concept that exists as a marketing tool, not a useful therapeutic intervention. My old boss used to say that many an academic career floundered on attempting to prevent and treat UTIs using an immune system approach. With some exceptions, and there are always exceptions, recurrent urinary tract infections in normal humans is usually due to an anatomic or microbiologic anomaly. Despite its popularity, it is clear that acupuncture is not based on reality and, like all pseudomedicines, has demonstrable efficacy only in poorly designed studies. Acupuncture displays the usual progression of all pseudomedical studies. Increasingly well-done studies show decreasing effect until a study that removes all bias shows it to be no better than placebo, which one would expect for an intervention that is based on fantasy. Prior plausibility, the toy boat of SBM, try saying it three times really fast, would predict that acupuncture is worthless. And that should be acupunctures, as there are six styles, all of which are an elaborate ritual with no more likelihood of efficacy than a superstition in a Budweiser commercial. Much to my embarrassment, clinical infectious diseases, CID, the flagship, I should note that the first time I type this, it was a T instead of a P. Was that a Freudian slip? The flagship journal of my specialty published Recurrent Urinary Tract Infections Among Women, Comparative Effectiveness of Five Prevention and Management Strategies Using a Markov Chain Monte Carlo Model. One of the five interventions included in their analysis was acupuncture. Really? They thought a pseudo-medical intervention divorced from reality would be worthy of consideration for the prevention of a urinary tract infection. As to be expected, the study generated the usual acupuncture works headlines, especially as the analysis suggested acupuncture was second only to antibiotics in prevention of urinary tract infections. 
better than cranberry pills, than estrogens, and symptomatic self-treatment. Now, here is where we get into problems, given the non-statistical nature of my brain. What the hell is a Markov chain Monte Carlo model? Fortunately, I have a statistician at work who is kind enough to translate statistics into chrislip, also known as dumb it down. This was a simulation. In this case, they simulated 10,000 patients over a year and then summarized what happened on average for each intervention. Each virtual patient in a model had an assigned probability per day of having a UTI, and there were probabilities for the various interventions being effective. Using an algorithm to determine whether or not a UTI occurs on a given day. That's why it's Monte Carlo. They pick outcomes at random with a certain probability. If you sample enough, get this, virtual patients, a UTI will occur roughly the correct percentage of the time. The Markov chain part means that what happened in the past for each virtual patient is irrelevant. All that matters is the state they were in on that, quote, day, unquote, that the simulation is running. So it is a simplifying assumption that evidently makes a simulation much easier. It is a simulation, and like all simulations, the end result is dependent upon how the initial conditions are set. There is a table of probability values for variables in the model. They have a risk reduction probability for the interventions that were to be evaluated in the simulation. Daily antibiotics gave a risk reduction of 0.86. They assigned acupuncture a risk reduction of 0.68, estrogen a risk reduction of 0.65, and cranberry risk reduction at 0.5. So it would appear that the initial conditions are set up to show, as the uh, company editorial says, the surprising result that acupuncture was second only to antibiotics in UTI prevention. Well, that was the initial condition. They said acupuncture risk reduction as second only to antibiotics as their input data. Surprisingly, it came out that way in their output data. The order of the efficacy that came out of the simulation appears parallel to the order of the initial conditions. Go figure. Again, I'm no statistician, and correct me if I'm wrong. Now, where'd that number come from, that 0.68? They derived the probability of risk reduction of 0.68 from two clinical trials. I asked my statistician how that number was derived in the study, and he said it was a mystery, as he could not tell from the paper, and that I should email the authors. I did, and I have yet to hear back from the authors, who said several weeks ago that they would get back to me. If and when they do, I will post an addendum. I would have expected the risk reduction probability of acupuncture to be zero, since there is zero prior plausibility that acupuncture should work. It made me curious about the articles that demonstrated alleged efficacy of acupuncture for UTI prevention. Both were done by the same authors in Sweden. As we have learned from Ben Venisti in the homeopathy studies, the same group doing a study does not a reproduction make. The most recent study was acupuncture treatment in the prevention of uncomplicated recurrent lower urinary tract infections in adult women, and it did not have a sham acupuncture group. It was therefore worthless. Equally important is the patients were only followed six months 
probably not long enough to decrease normal variability in recurrent urinary tract infections. Because what is the natural history of uncomplicated urinary tract infections in women? Quotes, we observed 51 infection-prone women in a standardized fashion for a meeting of nine years. During intervals when patients were not receiving antimicrobial prophylaxis, infections occurred at an average rate of 2.6 per patient year, but the rate varied widely from patient to patient, from 0.3 to 7.6 episodes per year. 73% of the observed episodes were symptomatic, with an 18 to 1 ratio of cystitis to pyelonephritis episodes. Infectious episodes were strikingly clustered, and rates of infection decreased in the winter months. It would make the Markov part of the study non-applicable, because the current state would evidently affect future UTIs if infections were, quote, strikingly clustered. The microbiologic definition of a UTI in their study is outdated and would probably fail to diagnose many UTIs. Quote, bacteria was greater than 10 to the 5th or more colony-forming units per milliliter of uropathogens or any amount of Staphylococcus saprophyticus. In a recent New England Journal of Medicine study, voided midstream urine culture and acute cystitis in premenopausal women actually suggests that 10 to the 2 colony-forming units of E. coli is predictive of a urinary tract infection. And with a p-value in the acupuncture study of 0.08, it is far from a 0.005 that would be suggestive. They had also done an earlier study, acupuncture in the prophylaxis of recurrent urinary tract infection in adult women, that has the same fatal flaws they were to repeat later. Inadequate duration of follow-up, and an adequate definition of a UTI based on microbiologic parameters, although of course they could not have known, poor statistical validity, and very small numbers in each arm of the study, 27 in acupuncture, 26 in sham acupuncture, and 14 in the control. There was no microbiologic information in the most current study, but the earlier study suggested five patients had enterococcus as a pathogen, while the New England Journal article suggests that enterococcus is not a pathogen in this population. In the latest study, no mention was made as to what mechanism was used to get follow-up. In the earlier study, it was patient-initiated. We have no way of knowing, given the self-limited nature of cystitis, if patients became symptomatic and did not bother to come in or sought care elsewhere. And importantly, asymptomatic bacteria is not a urinary tract infection and should not be treated. And importantly, in the first study, no mention was made as to whether blinding to sham or real acupuncture, as if there was a difference, was successful, which the authors recognized was a flaw with plenty of opportunity for the clever Hans effect, i.e., unconscious cueing. Quote, the study otherwise mainly applied a single blind design since patients were not informed about the type of treatment they were receiving. It is, however, difficult to ensure that there was no nonverbal communication about treatment type between the acupuncturist and the patients, and patients receiving real acupuncture may have felt an increased anticipation of an effect, end quote. 
So two profoundly flawed studies from which no valid conclusions can be made about the efficacy of acupuncture, much less an estimated acupuncture risk reduction of 0.68. There was a recent review of UTI prevention in the Journal of Urology, which had the same conclusion. This is a classic example of the difference between evidence and science-based medicine. There's evidence that acupuncture stinks on ice. If anyone would take a moment to actually read the content of the articles. A science-based consideration of reality, anatomy, physiology, and microbiology would suggest that any risk reduction by acupuncture should be zero. Prior plausibility would suggest any positive outcome in an acupuncture study should be a false positive due to methodologic errors in the study. And these studies were chock-a-block full of methodologic errors. As we have discussed at great length over the years, there is zero reason to suspect any true efficacy of acupuncture beyond study bias and poor methodologies, both of which were rife in these studies. That being said, the authors say, quote, somewhat surprisingly, we found acupuncture was the next most effective prevention method. Acupuncture's high efficacy may be a function of publication bias, as there were fewer studies on acupuncture compared to other management. No. Acupuncture's high efficacy was a function of profoundly horrible studies in an estimation of risk reduction that was too large by about, oh, I don't know, 0.68? No one involved gives the appearance of actually having read the original papers to see if the estimated risk reduction is reasonable. And the editors and reviewing peers evidently did not as well. It is an oddity of medicine. I would wager that astronomy journals do not publish editorials touting astrology as a solution for difficult problems. Similarly, psychology journals do not look at psi, and chemistry journals do not advocate the methods of alchemy. In medicine, the editors have no problem with suggesting nonsense on the basis of gigo, garbage in, garbage out, in their journal. The accompanying CID editorial says, quote, for example, in an individual case, a clinician and patient working together may opt to use acupuncture in combination with cranberry juice and self-directed therapy at the first sign of symptoms, end quote. Did the editorial writer even read the paper? The simulation evaluated cranberry pills, not cranberry juice, and cranberries don't work for the prevention of urinary tract infection. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire, an editorial in CID recommending two simultaneous worthless therapies, acupuncture and cranberry juice. I would so love to have the editors and authors come up with a plausible explanation for how acupuncture may work for UTI prevention and why this simulation has any validity whatsoever as to the efficacy of acupuncture after reading the original papers. Now, I did not go back and read the papers touting cranberry pills, but my father taught me to judge a risk reduction by the company it keeps. I used to have this slightly smug attitude about clinical infectious diseases, since it was the only journal I regularly read that had not published an article erroneously promoting pseudo-medicine based on absolutely horrific studies. No longer. And to add salt to the wounds, it comes out of the institution where I did my fellowship. When ID falls for pseudo-medicine, because after all, 
ID docs are the best and the brightest in medicine. We are indeed doomed. I am so bummed. I'm going to have to look into treatment for my reactive depression to this study. I wonder, would acupuncture work? And that ends the 134th QuackCast. Now that you're done, wander on over to the Society for Science-Based Medicine and see all the delightful things to be found therein. Talk to you next time. Bye.